here's a message from Ken Lavica. I agree with Brooks Kepka. Conversations are annoying. Black clouds, annoying. Eye roll, yuck. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. I know it's stunning. I know. Brooks Kepka is annoyed about something. I know it's crazy. He's so sunshiny. He's usually so optimistic. But I'm actually, uh, I'm on the same page with him. Once you hit a conversation so much, you just need it to end. It's beating a dead horse. Or I guess in this case, a dead journalist. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the unbelievably hot and unlivable Intracoastal. Thursday is Jeanette Hoffier. She is the Dominican queen at ESPN West Palm, and she has arrived with a massive salad in tow as well. You are, that's meaty. That's the meatiest salad I've seen in quite some time. I needed something meaty. I'm in a weird <laughs> mood today. I don't know if I need $10,000, uh-huh. a nap, or to get laid. So I bought a big salad a to big kind of, of a big fix everything. A big salad. There you go. Salad with meat. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Light. Speaking of meat, he uh, eats six, seven <laughs> steaks at a time. So, uh, so, so he is fully aware, and he also observes, not today, but observes thigh season. Hashtag meat. I am back. I have arrived from Jamaica. It is good to be back. We'll see if I remember how to do this job. I'm not sure if I do. I appreciate the likes of Stone Labanowitz and Jeanette Javier and Theo Dorsey for making sure that this thing runs and surprise hosting appearances from Josh Cohen as well. So uh, I appreciate everybody for uh, for for making sure this thing isn't uh, isn't falling apart at least more than it already is. Uh, the U.S. Open starts today, and I can tell already, Jeanette, that Stone, this is like one of those bro things that he loves. He wants Ooh. he wants big drives. He wants big putts. He wants big dough. Like this is his thing. Like he's gonna he he's sitting in front of his TV as soon as the show ends today, and it's gonna be plopping down mm-hmm. in front of the Golf Channel mm-hmm. or on NBC, testing the comfort of every couch cushion, totally to see where like the dynamics right. of everything, right? And and you know he is the he is the the apex example of. Oh, well, on my Father's Day, you watch the U.S. Open, even though he's not a father, so it doesn't really apply to him. He's like, oh, it's tradition. U.S. Open on a Sunday. On Father's Day, you're watching the final round. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys, absolutely. You guys, have, of course, hit the nail on the I've head. pegged you to completely. And this one won't surprise you, but I've placed two wagers on Brooks mm-hmm. Kepka. Shocking. <laughs> Last night. Just mm-hmm. two? Mm. Just two, but they're chunky, meaty bets. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hasht- the theme of today. Hashtag meat. With the first one being him to finish in the top five, and the second one to hit, win this damn thing outright. Oh, you've got some some confidence in old Brooks. Is there a bet that I can make of how many times he's just gonna say negative or petty things or about the live tour? Yeah, yeah, that's those are the things oh. I want to bet on. Well, actually, I think it's more because he's tired of talking about it. I think it's more how many shots, more more shots this weekend. See if this is a prop bet, Stone. More shots this weekend. Rory McIlroy with a club at the U.S. Open or shots at Live Golf. I will literally Venmo you 50 bucks right now and tell you to throw it down under <laughs> yeah. my name. How about shots under par or <laughs> shots at Live Golf for Rory McIlroy? Yes, yes, That's yes. the prop because he has talked more about Live Golf and criticized Live Golf and and gone after those that run and or are playing in Live Golf as I think he's going to finish under par. You know when the Super Bowl comes around and the bets come out, how many times they're going to mention Bill Belichick on the broadcast? Mm-hmm. They're 
the live golf tour mention bet is out there yeah. right now. It is, is it? live. I swear to God. I'll send you $50 yeah. right now for it that. It is live. Can I, you I, bet under my name? I've seen a parody account on Twitter tweet out 12 and a half, and I've seen Bovada official. They don't have a blue check mark, but it's 16 and a half. And that was through the four days. I'm, I, this, I did not make this up. I, I swear mean, to God. I'm being super serious Honestly, right now. I think that's easy money because think about it, too. This is not a PGA Tour event, so there's not going to be a mandate from above saying, hey, right? limit the the amount of times that you talk about live golf. This is NBC. This is the U.S. Open. This is the USGA. If Phil is in contention, if Dustin Johnson's in contention, if Charles Schwartzel, Louis Oosthuizen are in contention, you have to talk about it, especially if the crowd starts to turn on them a bit, then you need to to mention it. I think, Jeanette, this is easy money. Like, right now, you you said you don't know what you need. Uh, do you need $10,000? Do you need to get laid? Do you need a nap? Uh, you, you, uh, a nap? you bought a big old hashtag meat salad? Uh, maybe it's just some good old gambling wins, thanks to Live Golf. Hashtag okay. Saudi Arabia. Or, or make it a drinking game. Every time you hear I'm L-I-V... Sober. Take a take a drink. Take a drink. Wait, you're sober now? I'm sober. Well, congratulations. Since, since yesterday? Since Monday. <laughs> since Monday. Since Monday. Oh, a lot changed since I went on vacation. And yesterday at our Women's Change of the Game event, it was an open bar, and Jeanette went with, uh, what'd you go with? A club soda with a splash of crayon. My God. So she was walking around like it was alcohol. And yes, I put the lime in there. <laughs> That's great. That's so, we're what, 70 hours or so of sobriety for you? Yeah, it's going I, well. No, like in all seriousness, that's great. Is there like a goal for you to just be sober forever or no. is this temperate? No, no. <laughs> oh, that was a very, very, very immediate response. <laughs> Me and Theo placed our bets yesterday how long it'll last. Mm. I went two weeks. Theo went until the end of the Stanley Cup finals. Yes. So you go ahead and place your bet. Why? Just because. Why the Stanley Cup Finals? <laughs> Theo's theory was that she's going to end up going on a date, going out to watch the game. Maybe it's a game So he's seven. just using a sports marker. His calendar, he goes by. Yes. He's a huge hockey fan. Theo Dorsey, huge <laughs> hockey fan, by the way. Learned that yesterday. Yeah, had to, had to <laughs> reveal that. Um, but, but Brooks Kepka is sick of talking about live golf. In fact, yesterday, Brooks Kepka. Uh, meeting with the media, which is always, always, always an inspirational and uplifting experience anytime Brooks Kepka opens his mouth and has to perform uh, media duties. But he was asked multiple times, as was every golfer, every high-profile golfer at least, about live golf and about the defections and about what it means for golf and taking Saudi, quote, blood money. And this was... Um, uh, and I want to make sure, I want to make sure, is, is this clean? Have we checked it to, to make sure it's clean? Yeah, so it's actually just a 10-second clip of the oh, Black is- Cloud mention. Okay, got it, got it, perfect. All right, I don't want to yeah, come back and immediately well, rack up well, an FCC fine. Brooks Kepka's such a wild man, you know. Well, it, you never it, know with him. I just want to make sure, because I do believe he dropped an S-word uh, during the long part of this quote, so I want to make sure we have the short oh, point of this oh, quote. Oh, he actually did. And this is the essence of when I'm back. Didn't actually prepare. That's on me because I don't do those things. So here, here's Brooks Kepka talking about the constant live questions. Yo, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once because right. it's, I mean, it's a situation. Oh, it was edited. So it was good. Perfect. You're welcome. Good job, Stone. Good I, job, man. You I, honestly, on it. I honestly forgot I did that. Uh, boy. <laughs> I should have taken the credit. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's not mine. No big deal. Uh, so he mentions a dark cloud. Let's hear it one more time. Let's hear it one more time. This time we can hear it without being terrified of what's coming because it turns out it was edited. Here's Brooks Kepka talking about the constant questions about live golf. Yo, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once because right. it's, I mean, it's a situation. A black cloud. A black cloud. Every time it gets brought up, it's a black cloud. Now, I could argue that being in the presence of Brooks Kepka also brings a black cloud down to the proceedings. I hate you. Okay? Like, I could. <laughs> I could because, again, he is, um, how do they put it, surly. But I agree with Brooks Kepka. I think that people are tired of the constant questions about live golf. The golfers obviously are because it is distracting from the U.S. Open. But it's very similar to a golfer getting a constant Tiger Woods question. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're not used to questions that don't actually apply to them competing at said tournament. So it's not like Brooks Koepka is not uh, not used to this. But 
it's a subject they're tired of talking about because it's touchy, because it discusses money, and it discusses these people uh, that are friends who have made a business decision. It also involves media getting up on a moral high horse. Mm. Uh, it involves hypocrisy when it comes to what money you're allowed to take and what money you should pass. I would throw the tradition of golf in there. Uh-huh, the tradition. Exactly. Legacies, that entire thing. It, it gets annoying. And sometimes these questions, especially when you're media and you're trying to get up on a pedestal and you're trying to make a point about how immoral someone is, a lot of the questions tend to be leading questions. A lot of the questions tend to blend together, different wording, but same meaning, and then suddenly you're giving the same answer. So I get it. Like Brooks Kepka's annoyed. He's tired about it. It's not like he has a long fuse anyways. And I'm with them. It's annoying. It's really, really annoying. Um, and they're only going to keep coming. This isn't going to end. You're talking about keep coming. Did you by chance catch the interview with Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood at the Live Golf Press Conference? I did not. Because they asked him a wild question, so I pulled the audio if you want to hear it or not. But they asked him if he's willing to play a tournament if it was hosted by Vladimir Putin. Mm. Like, like the questions are just getting worse and worse. Yeah. That, that's Like what are we doing there? It, it, What's the point of that? Yeah. You guys can take a listen. It is one of the worst things I've ever heard, and, and they don't give this guy any respect whatsoever. But I, I, this is right up the alley of morality. What are they they doing with that? That is a stretch. Listen, like Saudi money is, I understand. The, the human rights violations are absolutely abhorrent. But to paint the United States of America as some beaking... Uh, the beacon of uh, of light, seven points of light, if you want to use something taken from George Herbert Walker Bush. Like, we're not. We're not. Okay? Like, the golf, golf, golf fans, golf media have a complete lack of self-awareness, unlike anything I think I've, I've, I've ever seen. Think about the majority. Like, think about this. The PGA Tour for decades has catered to rich generational wealth, white people, pro-capitalist populations. Yep. Making money off of the backs of lower class people. Lower classes be damned. Yep. War machine money. And then suddenly now, oh, Saudi money, how could they? Stop it. Stop it. It's all so hypocritical, okay? So I understand Brooks Kepka. I understand him saying it's a dark cloud over the U.S. Open because it is. Because when I watch the U.S. Open, anytime I see one of the live golfers hit, that's what I think about, live golf. That's what I'm thinking about. It has spoiled this thing, okay? But it's not the only thing that when it gets brought up, I just have this deep, dark feeling wash over me, this cloud descend from the sky, this black fog that envelops me where I just say to myself, are we really doing this again? Fine, demons, just take me. Just take me. Anytime that Tua and his arm strength gets brought up, I feel like Brooks Kepka does when he gets a question about live golf. Does Tua have the arm strength to throw it downfield to Tyreek Hill? Let me take several different camera angles of a ball that was thrown during non-contact minicamp and see if it actually went 50 yards. Tua, can he throw in the wind? That spiral wasn't perfect. What are we doing? That makes me feel the cold, icy, and barren hug that is that dark cloud. Every time Tua's arm strength comes up, I want to bang my face into a wall and let the dark cloud carry me over the Atlantic and drown me there. I don't want to do it. I hate the discussion. And it keeps happening because it's the summer and it's the offseason and there's no football and Tua equals clicks, click, 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 click. People love to discuss it. People love to click on stories. People love on Get Up when we have a conversation about Tua, arm angle. Is it too sidearm? Is it too overhead? Nobody knows, but we're talking about it because it's June 16th. 
I hate it, and the Tua conversation brings the dark cloud of sports over me. And it's not going to end. I can't wait till Never. I, and I'm not sure when the Dolphins will get a primetime game this season. I haven't seen the schedule. But just imagine when he throws a 40-yard touchdown or a 45-yard touchdown. So whoever's on the call is going to give us well, the classic, oh, well, before the season started, you know, the questions Questions were, of our arm strength. We weren't <laughs> sure if he was going to get it there, but that was a great ball from Tua. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just going to continue throughout but the broadcast. We're also we're also going to get any underthrown ball. Now, right. See, that's where he struggles, his arm strength. Yes. Even though there are countless examples of underthrown Patrick Mahomes balls and Tyree Kill catches him like a putt and then runs 65 yards for a touchdown. You know, like... It, but but with Tua, this is what we do with Tua. Every single pass is dissected. And that's how I know that this is going to be a rough ride. And once that starts to happen with a quarterback, it's tough to pull out of that, which is why I love Tua, and I think he deserves better. But I think he needs a fresh start somewhere else because we have gotten into the business of dissecting every single throw that he makes. And that type of scrutiny is just not sustainable. I don't want to hear you talk about he needs a fresh start because 10 minutes ago, we just saw Louis Riddick on, I don't know what show it was. I think it was Get Up. Say it's Lewis. Lewis Riddick. Is what, it? is he your boy, Louis? Louis Armstrong? Oh, my boy, Louis. Louis Riddick. Then my boy, Lou. Then my boy, Lou. But he was just talking about, will Tua be the quarterback for the Dolphins come next season or will he still be there next <sighs> off season? We just saw that 10 uh, minutes ago. So it's already it's started. It's June 16th, 2022, and we're already talking about if Tua is going to be the starting quarterback in 2023. Get ready. So that's what I'm talking about. Get ready. Dark cloud, black cloud. Brooks Kepka, when Live Golf gets brought up to him, he says that is a black cloud over the U.S. Open. I want to ask you, like me with Tua, for you, What's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime that it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. It is back open. The Twitter is open. But what is a sports conversation that casts a black cloud over you Anytime it's brought up, because for me, Tua and the arm strength conversation, like right now, now that I know that Lewis Riddick talked about it, I'm starting to feel the chill on the back of my neck. It's like Lost with the black smoke, the show Lost, where it comes out of nowhere and it ravages your body. I'm starting to feel the ill effects, the dampness of the black cloud that is enveloping me right now. For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. For you, Jeanette, when, when this conversation is brought up, uh, what, what causes you to start losing visibility? Uh, you're sort of wandering aimlessly through the sports landscape because this cloud has just descended upon you. It's heaviness weighing on your shoulders. So this conversation, this cloud usually descends in a conversation when I'm starting to get to know somebody and they figure out that I'm, I'm on the radio at ESPN West Palm. Uh-huh. Like, what's your favorite sport? Oh, my favorite sport's basketball. You know, my dad played it professionally in Puerto Rico, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, oh, so you're a big uh, basketball fan? That's great. Who is the best basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan oh, or God. LeBron James? Oh, God, the old, the old go-to. I sit there. The old goat, too. The, uh, the old, ah. Missed opportunity. Nice, that nice, was actually nice really well done. I sit there in silence for about two to three seconds <laughs> and probably silence. look like a complete idiot. Yeah. Because this conversation, I know, is going to go nowhere. And it probably means you probably don't know about basketball. And three, I turn it into a complete parody these days. Yeah. I go, oh, well, it depends. What's your Space Jam opinion now? Mm-hmm. So I, I cannot stand that conversation. It's a comparison that goes nowhere. It's a comparison that every meathead tries to have an opinion about. Right. And I'm tired of it. You know, uh, if you believe in this sort of thing, uh, the, the earth, when it was formed. I believe in right? the earth. No, no, no. But, but the, the formation of the earth. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's just this, this hot 
rock, right? The Again, if you believe in this sort of thing, Big Bang happens, and then things start to cool down, and it forms this hot rock, right? And then an atmosphere begins to form over millions and millions and millions of years. That causes rain to start to fall, while the volcanoes are starting to erupt and create land masses. And then uh, this atmosphere, uh, gaseous, but then starts to uh, create precipitation, and the oceans are formed. And then we have the first wow. signs of life, right? These amoebas, these little tiny amoebas. <laughs> through Neil deGrasse Tyson. These, these amoebas start to start to form in the oceans. The first life forms on this planet. You are the equivalent. You have the intelligence of those early amoebic life forms if you want to have a debate about LeBron versus Michael Jordan in 2022. That is the most pathetic conversation you can ever strike with a sports fan in general. I, you, you that, that little tiny amoeba that we see sometimes in fossils, in fossils taken that were once at the bottom of the oceans, the ancient ocean. Uh, oceans. Eating the poop of the fishes down there. It, it, well, once the fishes eventually, oh, eventually gotcha. started to, to form. That was millions of years later, Jeanette. Keep up with me, okay? But, but you are, you are uh, the yeah. prehistoric amoeba. Your, your intelligence level is that. Yes. If you say, hey, baby. What you think about LeBron and MJ want to make out like that is the worst. Is that have you ever had anyone drop that line on you? By the way, LeBron versus MJ they want to make out. They, not the not the not the maybe if you guys make out. Maybe part you guys after. agree on it. You start to make out. Yeah, agree on, and there's a couple <laughs> drinks involved. Yeah, uh, and you're attractive. So wait, how does that how does that play itself out? It's like, uh, hey, baby. Uh, you, uh, LeBron or MJ, who's the best basketball player of all time? And you're like, let me think about it. And you're like, uh, my answer is MJ, by the way. Uh, uh, I think MJ. And the dude is like, me too. <laughs> like, is that how that, that romantic that, scene takes place? He, did he just throw up on her? No, yeah, well, that's, that, that that's, was not no, appealing. That's that how was I not ma- attractive That's how all. I make out. The more, blah, means the more passion. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's usually answering your Blah. questions. If <laughs> that's how the guy approaches me in any form or fashion, that's a straight up no. Um, but you, typically guys have brought up that conversation in order to prove a point that they know more about sports than I do, which is fine. Oh, yeah, you like probably do, thing. but they use it to bang their chest and yeah. feel more like the alpha. That's their angle. For sure. Like, Wow. I don't care. I'm on the radio and you're not. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> We're going to teach you baseball analytics. And then you can ask him, like, explain to me what war is. Now, that's a great weapon. Yeah. Do you know what, you know, David Tatis's ERA is this year? Like, you can just bang somebody up with some yeah, I think MLB I, analytics. I, this okay. is what we should do each week. A segment called, uh, all right, we got to workshop this. Let's get to Jerry first and then we'll workshop this. This is already first day back in a week and I clearly don't remember how to do this job. <laughs> For you, what's a sports convo that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Hey, baby. Uh, Jerry is on the turnpike. Jerry's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Jerry. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Love the show. Thank you. Hey, you guys, I'll tell you what, y'all hit it, the nail on the head with that first one with Jordan and, and LeBron. Let's move past that. Thank you. You want to know what really makes me a black, a black cloud over my head? Is this damn baseball people with the steroid era saying that all oh, the hitters, they should, you know, they, they didn't hit as many home runs. The pitchers were juicing as <laughs> right, well. Right. And nobody <laughs> wants to talk about it. Right. It can't be an era, Jerry, without widespread characteristics that define it. It's not an era if just Barry Bonds took steroids or just Mark McGuire took steroids. By definition, there has to be a common bond that makes something an era. In baseball, you're exactly right. It wasn't just hitters. It was pitchers. It was the nature of the game. Think about what you will morality-wise, and appreciate the call, Jerry, but... There was rampant steroid use, HGH, PEDs, because everybody was trying to keep up with everybody else. And it was accepted because home runs went a long way, and when that happened, people cheered, and when that happened, people watched, and when that happened, Major League Baseball made money, and that made Bud Selig, then commissioner, very happy. Now, I'm going to up the ante here. Okay. Jeanette, jump on ship with you. 
How could he take that stance when every single line there could have been used for our boy Lance Armstrong? That's, uh, thank no, you. No, 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 That's no. why I was snapping. Okay. Okay. This is why I was snapping. Okay. I understand that. I understand that. But, and we had a long conversation about, what the hell was it last week? Um, morality. Morality, sports morality. Um, but uh, an athlete who, that's hard to defend. Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. An uh, athlete yeah. that's hard to defend. Uh, I did a lot of drinking and punishing my body in Jamaica, so I'm going to need some help here throughout the course of the I did that the over the weekend, too. Oh, I'm going to say, but you're more conditioned to it. I'm an old man who doesn't do these things any longer. Fair. And that I thought I could get back on the horse. Spoiler alert, I can't. <laughs> um, but... Uh, here's the thing with Lance Armstrong, okay? It was him bus-throwing everybody else around him. The person who bus-threw him, whatever that phrase says, was also doing drugs. Yeah. He got Lance in trouble for the same exact thing that he was doing. Okay. Everybody was doing it in cycling. Everybody just got jealous of Lance's success and his story and they threw. He was the first one to be thrown under the bus. I don't like Barry Bonds. I'm not trying to turn this into a. Hey, he just is misunderstood. No, th- but th- here's the difference. I'm not. Lance supporting, was too. I'm not. I I didn't say that Lance Armstrong's Tour de France title shouldn't have held up. Tour de France. No, that is Spanish. You are not saying it He's correctly. He's doing his there best. Is no Let him our, alone. There is no Leave him alone. Our role in France. <laughs> I don't know what Stone you just so did. That was worse than what runs. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not saying that he should have his Tour de France titles taken away. All right, but what I'm saying is that it, me uh, trying to defend Lance Armstrong, the person, is impossible because he threw people under the bus. He lied to them and then threw them under the bus after the fact, and then came out and said, "Oh, by the way, yeah, I was doping." Whoops! He was thrown under the bus first. No, 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 he was revealed. Being revealed and thrown under the bus are two very different things. Yeah, I get both sides, and I, I think you brought it up last week, Ken, when you said that if players just admitted their fault early on, it would work out better for them in the long run. Like, if they just came out and said always, what we all knew. Always. Because Andy Pettit did that, we never talk about him in PEDs. Right. That no. is not part of his legacy because he was... Found out, he tested positive, and he immediately apologized for it. And he went off into the wild, clean yonder, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Roger Clemens fought it, and A-Rod fought it, and Lance Armstrong fought it, and Barry Bonds continues to fight it, including letting a Balco associate just rot in prison for it. Barry Bonds is not a good guy, but Barry Bonds was a symptom of widespread uh, PED uh, pandemic in baseball. So his numbers should stand because he was doing them against a more level playing field than anybody wants to admit. Facts. Which is why what Jerry says, that conversation about PEDs and how McGuire shouldn't be in and Bond shouldn't be in, and even Schilling, even though he is a... a soaring pile of crap as a human being. I I mean, just a majestic sailing pile of crap. He should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Okay? Like, we need to stop uh, ignoring history when that history turns out was a pretty level playing field in baseball, whether you want to hear it or not. What is a sports conversation for you that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? Brooks Kepka says the U.S. Open has a black cloud anytime that live golf is brought up. I can't stand the two arm strength conversation. That black cloud envelops me. For Jeanette, it's the LeBron versus MJ debate. MJ. That's Ken making out with somebody at the bar, by the way. Not so, us. So no, babe. no. I, I say MJ, too. What's up, baby? For you, what's a sports convo that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. 
the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I never am tired of talking about it. There is no black cloud there. In fact, it is lifting you into the sports heavens. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. If you want to realize your highest potential, reach the highest highs of the sports industry, achieve your dream job, well, you do it through the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. fau.edu slash MBA Sport fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program sign up for fall semester classes now the professors they're in the sports industry you are learning what it takes modern day to get into the sports industry not from some textbook from 20 years ago speaking of the fau mba sport management program has achieved results of having its students find jobs in the sports industry their dream careers for 22 years the record is undeniable the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program it is good to be back from jamaica i'll tell some tales later on in the show and i also need to uh i need to go through because i missed a lot apparently on this show over the last week we are going to debut a segment that might be a one and done called ken's vacation in review we took a lot of time coming up with the name for that segment For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet us on the old Twitter, at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier, hashtag meet. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. Blame by the king for love is all I bring. Thomas are the king and other ring. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That's right, I'm back from Jamaica. I'll tell you a bit about it later on. Ken's vacate in review. Both live reports, well not live, but accounts from Jamaica, as well as what happened here on the show. So we'll get to that, I promise you. By the way, did I did I get any sun? Does you it look did. like I got some sun? You, you definitely did. did. You tanned more. I thought you would look more red yeah. than you do right now, honestly. I mean, I do have to apply liberal amounts of, uh, of sunscreen because I'm white. It paid off. Really white, pasty. Yeah, but uh, but I'm with um, I'm with Stone. We talked about it a couple of uh, weeks ago. We both want to get old and be the old leathery dude who sits at the bar in the keys. Absolutely. I just think that guy's the ultra badass. I mean, that's totally. the guy you want to sit next to. Yeah. At, in the keys. He's just, seen or it just all. Anywhere. Been there, done that. Yeah. Seen it all. Yeah. And, he, and if you strike up a good conversation, you know you're going to get like a Bud Light or PBR <laughs> thrown your way. Totally. And you don't own a shirt. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's flip flops 24 7. Flip flops and no shirt 24 7. Leather skin, let it ride. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Welcome back to Get Up. Our first topic of debate, can Tua throw it 50 yards? Dominique Foxworth, your initial thoughts. And I just want to die. I just want to die a slow death. A black cloud just falls over me anytime time Tua's arm strength comes and then up. Dominique comes in all smooth with some statistics. Well, last year he had seven passes that exceeded 55 yards. And his, his velocity in which it came came out of his, his left hand coupled with the angle that it came down out of the sky, and I'm not quite sure he can do it. And there's amoebas all over the ball. There's there's amoebas. By the way, what do you think about LeBron versus MJ? MJ. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. For you, what's a sports conversation that ca- uh, casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? For you, you the sports fan, you the individual, a sports conversation that when it comes up, it could be at home. At the bar, on Twitter, on SportsCenter, on First Take, you just say, Lord, send down your black cloud. And deliver me from this evil. And deliver me from this evil to whatever other evil you want to deliver me to. By the way, I don't think there's a book in the Bible where the Lord sends down a black cloud. But it'll be in our Bible, the book of Ken. 
888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime that it is brought up? Let's head to Royal Palm, and that's where we find James. James is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, James. How you doing, Ken? Good, buddy. Good, good. Hey, I want to talk about the black cloud, black cloud that came from New England down to Tampa mm-hmm. and deflate gate mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is it anything, Tom Brady, or is it the subject of deflate gate that sends the black cloud over you? Well, they talk about the goat of quarterback. Mm-hmm. That has to be an asterisk. Oh, so bring so, the heat, James. Oh man, so are you supportive? Are you supportive of a Deflate Gate asterisk? And I want you to say it very clearly so Jeanette can hear you. Uh, so, 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 do you think there should be a Deflate Gate asterisk on the goat? Of course, they put it on everybody else. <laughs> well, while you saw the black cloud travel from <laughs> New England to Tampa. Here we go. It was the most beautiful shining light I have ever seen. Uh-huh. The light that I presume you see people describe as you are on your deathbed, uh-huh. the last final moments before closing your eyes. Uh-huh. There is Tom Brady descending uh-huh. upon us. Ba- the horrible uh-huh. bathed in the red and the pewter mm-hmm. and the black. Mm-hmm. And, and read the 20-page document on the flake gate. Uh-huh. Read it. Okay. He's innocent. <sighs> Good. I'm glad, I'm glad that Jeanette got that off. <laughs> you know, if I, <laughs> let a man come up to me and say exactly what I just said with me four drinks in. I'm good. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing there. By the way, though, I mean, this could apply to a whole bunch of different conversations. Brady or Manning. Don't do Aaron Rodgers like that. Don't replace Peyton Manning for Aaron Rodgers. Celtics big three or Heat big three. (laughs) I have no idea if you're making out with somebody or you're vomiting at this point. Apparently both. Sometimes it's both. You never know. Depends how the night's going. I I just, no. True story. When I was in college, uh, making out (laughs) with a girl on a couch and... um, uh, Good. Good times, right? It's just a random party. Good times. Hell yeah. But then I... um, I felt like her body lurch. I'm like, what is going on? And I looked at her, and her eyes were open, and I'm like, uh-oh. I have a feeling what's about to happen, and I backed away as just as it went full like exorcist. That's just, that's awful. But I, I, I felt it. Like, you could feel her body, like, retch, and then I'm like, oh, time to bail. I was going to say, what did you do after? Um, I helped clean her up. I didn't, like, leave her be like, well, see you later. I, I didn't do that. And after you helped clean her up, did you no, proceed? No, 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 that was it. Because she was in, she, it, was, it ended up going downhill from there. Oh, for it's her. over after yeah. that, Jeanette. That is done deal. People do things in desperate moments. Maybe no, Ken was desperate for I some will, attention then. I, I will admit, when I was a freshman in college, uh, a girl, uh, we had come back from a party, and she went to her dorm room, and uh, she's like, oh, I, uh, I, I just got sick, but I'm good. And uh, then, like, 10 minutes later, made out with her. She said she used mouthwash. So it was fine. It's no, not that bad. No, I mean, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's most definitely bad. It's not, it's not like, you gotta no. Brush your teeth Here, first. Let's though. ask. Uh, well, she used mouthwash. I, I didn't ask about the toothbrushing because at the time I was just like, oh, well, mouthwash, wait. that's good. So do you brush your teeth or use mouthwash before you're about to make out with somebody every time? No, but vomiting, exactly. probably you should. At least, like, to quell some concerns. Yes. Mm. So, let me ask this. Let, let's ask this. Uh, is it okay to make out with somebody 10 minutes after they puked if they used mouthwash? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The answer is obviously yes, because I'd probably make out with somebody 10 minutes after they vomited without mouthwash. Because, <laughs> so, like, sometimes, how are you going to even know? That's a great point. 
I mean, how do you know? There's it's a, one of the questions of our time. Like, they There's could a, just go to the bathroom, vomit, and they'll be like, oh, I just have to use the loo. And then they come back out, like, well, they look the same. If anybody says I have to go use the loo. I say it all the time. Oh, that is just awful. The, the answer is no, guys. The answer is no. It is not okay. Yeah, like, knowingly. I think knowingly you have to, because you're right, Jen, like, anything could happen, even if someone's sober. It, like, someone could just go put their mouth on a, a I don't know, a, a rusty pole. But but you don't really know what. You don't know what happens behind the scenes. If you go to the loo, and throw uh, up, and then come back God. and make out, then all of a sudden that person goes home. That girl goes home to her friends, the the apartment, and she's like, "Guys, Ken, I made out with Ken tonight, and his breath smelled <laughs> like garbage." And, and then you're you're never gonna get kissed again. Yeah. Who cares? There's like a there's like. Seven billion other people to kiss. It's fine. Yeah, Plenty but, of fish in the sea. Uh, exactly. I just think knowingly is a key point to this. Like, I knowingly, but she she assured me she used mouthwash. And so I was like, all right, that's good enough. That's like, an I, easy okay. I trust Listerine. That's an easy okay? Mm, that's perfectly fine. Huh. Is it okay to make out with someone 10 minutes after they vomited if they used mouthwash? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is a real good start post-vacation for me. Uh, for you... What's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and at KLV1063 uh, on Twitter. Let's go to social media before we head back to the calls here. Uh, but we have a, a couple here, uh, including from Mr. Bill, who says LeBron, any of it, any LeBron conversation, yes. dark cloud right there on top of me. Andy R. says Marlins baseball. Just Aww. the mere mention of the Marlins, and he has a black cloud that takes over, and he can't see two feet in front of him. Uh, Daniel Michovich, he tweets, steroid era in baseball. So that's the second, the steroid era in baseball. And again, it's because it was a more level playing field than anybody wants to admit, than anybody wants to admit. Uh, Scotty on Twitter I'm a Yankees fan, the 2004 ALCS. Up three games to none, Red Sox win four straight, Johnny Damon Grand Slam in game seven, Curtains, first team to come back from three games to none, Boston goes on to win the World Series. Mm. Yeah, I could see, it's like me though, um, where you remember Stone, I still haven't watched the final out of the Cubs winning the World Series. I can't bring myself to do it, because I hate the Cubs, with every fiber of my being, not so much the players, but I can't stand the fan base, but I grew up as a White Sox fan, always the second team in that city, constantly crapped on, major chip on shoulder. I forever had, after the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, that, ha, I've got something you don't. Then the Cubs won the World Series, and all the Billy Goat, and Wrigley, and oh, friendly confines, Cubbies, like that stuff. I never thought I would, I would have to experience it, and I had to live through it. And I've never watched any highlights from that game seven because I, it makes my stomach churn. Yeah, you just don't want to see their hands go up. Uh, it, I don't want to see the- happy Cubs fans. Exactly. I just get sent into a complete tailspin. Uh, so two questions here. For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? And is it okay to make out with somebody uh, 10 minutes after they vomited if they use mouthwash? True story. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And Jeanette, you said easy yes, correct? Or if they don't use mouthwash, I feel like, is it okay to make out with somebody 10 minutes after vomiting? No! That's not yes, even... Yes, it is fine. Are, am I hearing this right, it's Stone? Fine. I don't. I don't want to hear it again. So let's... Uh... This this is, this, this. See, Jeanette, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with a lot of sketchy stuff, but like, that's getting out of my realm of comfortable, comfortableness. I don't know. I've been made out with 10 minutes after vomiting. It's perfectly fine. I, I figure that would be the reason why you're saying it's okay, because there's been plenty of instances yeah, where it's happened. She's yes. just like, and she's lived to tell the tale. And nobody's <laughs> complained, and I haven't heard about anybody complaining, and life is fine, and we move forward. Oh, my God. Uh, Tony is with us in West Palm here on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Tony. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Hey, yo, the answer to this question <laughs> about the making out after uh-huh. 10 minutes with, with throwing up, uh-huh. emphatically, hell to the no, 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 hell no. Thank you. Hell, 
hell no. But what if you don't even know what's happening? I feel like you couldn't even but tell that, after 10 but, minutes. But that's no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. But the question is knowingly. Hell no. Right. Now, what about mothwash, though, Tony? Like, there's the qualifier. What about mothwash in my situation where she's nah, like, no, 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 not even. Because, yo, let me ask you this. Mouthwashing everything in their mouth, right? Yeah. Mouthwashing everything. Yeah. Hey, yo, what if you make it now and didn't, like, Yo, some of them little pieces coming. <laughs> ah, what if they still got pieces in the mouth that they don't know about, yo? No, 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 no. Hail to the no. Oh, man. I mean, Tony, you make a compelling point. I appreciate and, the yo, call. And going to the pieces, Stone, I'm going to reflect back to you. This being is the worst segment ratchet. of radio we've ever done. And putting, putting, going barefoot on airplane lines during TSA, that's, I feel like, more disgusting. Don't bring this on than, me right uh, now. You want to talk about pieces of rock floating between mouths? You got pieces of rock from absolute strangers that you've never met. Here's the difference. My, on nasty the pebbles, The pebbles and dog hair on my feet at the airport aren't <laughs> going in someone's mouth. Yours are going in someone's mouth and then in their stomach, most likely. But they're staying. It's not like you're making feet. out, making out. You, you get some pieces and you go... I mean, <laughs> you spit it to the side. You just I've keep never, it rolling. I mean, I've Stone, never it is gnarly. That what, what do you do again? Uh, tell me how you clean off your feet before you put your sandals back on. Yeah, and so why. you kind of just I stand on one leg salad. and you <laughs> kick up that heel and you brush it off like your calf area. So once you feel all the, the crumbs and everything are <laughs> yeah, off, yeah, yeah, and you're kind of good to go, you just yeah. progress. That's I feel like more disgusting than making out with somebody who just vomited ten minutes ago. There is no comparison. I mean, There's a huge comparison. And, and Jeanette keeps bringing up this thing about how do you know? How do you know? No, uh, even someone you make out in a normal situation. Knowingly, I would do it, and I'll say it out. I'll put it out there. But, but most, but like, what do you think people are doing? Like going and licking their their dog, uh, and then ten minutes later leaving their condo and saying, Wah! "Like it's not happening like that." This is a unique situation. This is a situation unique to partying and drinking and college, especially. Or after. <laughs> oh, man. For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up and it is okay to make out with someone 10 minutes after they vomited if mouthwash is involved? Where Jeanette says she's, she's up in the ante. Forget mouthwash. Let's get after it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's get to a break, and then we're going to take calls. Uh, this I am I have never been more ashamed of a segment that I've done on this show, and we've done a lot of shameful things on this radio show. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So, I stayed in northern, the northern part of the island of Jamaica. And so there, they identify where you're at based on, oh, this is Bob Marley's parish, or this is... Usain Bolt's parish. Oh, I love that. Like that's that's they, beautiful. They grew up in the parishes next to one another, and so you're in Usain Bolt's parish, and then you cross the border, you cross uh, what they call Rio Bueno, and you're in the parish name. of Bob Marley. You youths know who Bob Marley is these days? We definitely do. Okay, cool. Are you eating takis while you're on the air? No, I'm not. Every t- <laughs> every time Jeanette's in here, she now has like a snack delivery service. It's great. That comes in from our office area at ESPN West Palm. And today's delectable treat, a bunch of Takis that you think are too hot, right? Way too spicy. But Stone just handfuls of them even though he's on the air. Oh, there it is. By the way, hold on. Crank this. You can turn down Bob real quick. Just crank the woman. Crank the woman eating the sloppy joe. What's more gross, this or how I make out? You sound like a dying turkey. I think you making out's worse than this. This is the worst couple ever. I would break it up if I, this was happening at a bar. Absolutely. Michael Jordan. Oh, me too. Red flag. Yeah, red flag. Ken Levick alive, by the way. This show has my name on it, and that just happened. For you, what's a sports conversation that casts a black cloud anytime it's brought up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And somehow, we have stumbled upon this conversation that has uh, has taken on a life of its own. Um, is it okay to make out with somebody 10 minutes after they vomited if they used mouthwash? Jeanette says, it's fine. 
even without mouthwash. Period. I prefer mouthwash. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And in Boynton, it's FBB, Fishbowl Baby, on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? Hello, boys and girls. How are we doing this afternoon? Thanks Good. for taking my call. And, uh, yeah, you know, as long as there's no remnants of what you threw up, I think it's okay. Let's, I mean, to yeah. be honest, as long as there's no remnants, like you can't smell it, you can't taste it, there's no... You don't know what it was. It's it's all good. No, no, now, no that's foul. the point I just said. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Now I just said that's it. But now the minute that you taste anything and something <laughs> transfers from mouth to mouth, oh, that's where. Hey Stone, enjoy it those takis. Enjoy those takis, Stone. Yeah, okay. so you yeah. know that's about the only problem. And and in terms of topic, listen, uh, there's a dark and deep one in sports, and that is PEDs and steroids. Let's be let's be real, and you guys kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but it was brief. But I want to be realistic on it. If it was to be legal and mandated and monitored for PEDs and steroids to be given to these athletes, they'll last longer. The investment to these athletes and these owners, and they'll last, you know, perform for us because let's just say what they are—they're modern-day athletes, people. They're gladiators. Their bodies, and hey. Stone is right there. He's he's manning the the the, the lines. He could tell you his body. You know, look look what, look what he's doing because he gave up on football. All right, so he's there for he's there for example. He, oh, yeah. he doesn't want to do no more because that thing is that thing is a killer on the body. You have to be mental to be a football player. So if you want to do it, sign up. Then do it. Do it right. Let's let's doctor these guys. Let's mandate it. Let's 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 legalize it. Let's and they'll last longer. There won't be any any this 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 shroud this this lie because honestly, listen, since you guys are saying it, Lance Armstrong, listen, when he did it, I there is two sides of it because at the time that he was doing it, everybody was doing it, mm-hmm. and his denial of saying no, I'm the clean one because that's the part that he messes him up is that he was saying no. I'm the clean one, they're the dirty one. And then throwing people under the bus and then finding out later that he was the dirty one. That's why his story kind of messes up his his legacy. Is yep. that he said, no, I'm the clean one. Now, if he would have said, just like you said, you know, I did use. From the get-go when they got caught back then. Then I think his legacy would have been better. And then the, the Live Strong Foundation would have not been what it is now. It doesn't exist anymore, you know. And the guy made millions, saved millions of people. But that, that gonna be, that's not going to be read and not going to be said because why? He lied. He put people under the bus. He destroyed people's lives. He should have just said, I did it. People, let's legalize this thing. These guys, if they would just be doctored and, 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 and monitored, I think it's, it's something that we should well, do because, with, let's be honest, they're, they're, they're physical athletes. With HGH, not anabolic steroids, but HGH, I think a case can be made for why they're, at least in a limited capacity, should be able to have use in uh, professional athletics. Two quick ones, and then we got to get to a break, get to the top of the hour. And again, U.S. Open updates throughout the weekend here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, first, on our Black Cloud sports topics, anytime we hear it, we just roll our eyes and let this Black Cloud descend on us. It's miserable. Uh, Mike tweets, final BCS rankings in 2000. Stone, as a Canes fan, has no idea what I'm talking about. No, I don't. The season that they went to Seattle early, lost to Washington. That's the only loss that they suffered all season long, and they fell a couple of votes short of Florida State going to the BCS title game. Florida State proceeded to completely face plant in a BCS title game loss to Oklahoma. That could have been Miami at home playing in a BCS title game. Wow. But then the next year they get to own Ford, obviously, went to the Rose Bowl and uh, clobbered Nebraska. And then the final input that we'll get, on our making out after vomiting conversation. Those are words that were just said here on ESPN 106.3. Gorilla tweets, the only exception is if both parties threw up within 10 minutes and used mouthwash. Only then can the possible hidden, quote, pieces floating around intermingle. Now, I respect that. Jeanette, you nasty girl, you nasty, pero me gusta. End of tweet. (laughs) I got nothing. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live for now on ESPN 106.3.